Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you remember a couple of years ago that I was kind of keeping track of how many days in a row I saw or heard about Lin-Manuel Miranda? <laughs> yes, and I it, do. And it was like 60 <laughs> days in a row that I either saw his face or heard his name. <laughs> I feel like that's happening now with Wordle. I'm at about 20 <laughs> days in a row of seeing or hearing about Wordle. <laughs> well, that reminds me, I haven't played in a few days. i got to click that up. So amusing. <laughs> uh, it's inescapable. Um, one more thing on the Jeff Sucker of CNN, uh, stepping down, he's having an affair for a long time. I think it's crazy that you lose your job over that. Or I think it's crazy that that's considered sexual harassment. That's just crazy. That's, you can't make a uh, society function if that's sexual harassment. It also waters down sexual harassment because there is a real thing. I've known women who had to deal with this from scumbag dudes where you felt like you were in a position where you had to do this or that to keep your job. Yeah, that awful. is freaking awful. You should go to prison for that. Then you're going to lump that into the same behavior as two people who start seeing each other. Right. If everything is racism, nothing is racism. If everything is sexual assault, nothing is sexual assault. If everything's harassment, nothing is harassment. Yeah, I understand how some of you don't get that. My argument would be if you care a lot about sexual harassment, then quit watering it down. With consensual relationships being considered sexual licensure. Anyway. Like I said last hour, this is what happens when you you turn it over to HR professionals and lawyers as opposed to the good sense which guided humanity for a very long time. You end up with idiotic, unenforceable rules. I thought this angle of it was interesting. So they were both married at the time that the relationship started. It certainly would seem. She got a divorce in 2017. Who knows what was going on in the marriage or whatever. You never have any idea. I think he's still married. I don't know if his wife found out yesterday when the news broke or not. I have no mm-hmm. idea. And he's got multiple kids. So Tim Carney, who we used to have on from the Examiner, uh, tweeted out, okay, was he? Or was he not cheating on his wife with her? And is she cheating on her husband with him? And then some people getting into the, well, that's none of our business. That's just between them and their spouses. Why are we even talking about this, etc.? There was a reply to that, which I thought was interesting from somebody I don't know, but is a blue check mark. Marriage vows are never merely a private matter. A healthier society would care far more about marriage vows being kept or broken than it does about corporate HR policies. I thought that was pretty interesting. A lot of talk about the corporate HR policy and whether or not that was followed. But, you know, the marriage vow thing, that's up to you. Because we no longer want to shame people who break their marriage vows or act like it's a big deal. I see where he's coming from. I think a healthier society would say, no, that's not cool. You you shouldn't do that. You you made a vow that you shouldn't do that. As opposed to the discussion only being about violating a stupid freaking corporate policy who cares right an ill-conceived idiotic unenforceable corporate policy yeah it's an interesting point it's worth contemplating i don't want to be stoning anybody in the town square for adultery um but isn't it okay to as a society to stay out loud you should honor marriage vows and not cheat on your spouse so you can't say that out loud nobody can say you can't as a society say that out loud anymore oh of course you, you can and you should it's too uh what would the right word be uh, um, meddling in people's getting their freak on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. What's well, the, what are the I, words? We, we, we words. Should, we should stop saying that because I get the sense that it's a real relationship. It's not just 
Well, I wasn't talking about those two in particular. Banging, just, as you put it. I did? No, I didn't. Somebody check the record. Do we even keep a record? Uh, yeah, I, I've completely lost the thread now. You've confused me. What are we talking about? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just thought that was interesting. Is that a private matter, or should that be a societal thing that we at least say that's not cool? Yeah, especially if there are kids involved, but I don't know much about their family status, honestly. I haven't really thought about that. Anywho, um, Whoopi Goldberg. Why would I bring up Whoopi Goldberg? Please, don't turn up. No, they are, half the audience already left. <laughs> We're alone now. All alone. I, all I did was say Whoopi Goldberg's name, and half the audience is already gone. There they went. Bye, over, everyone. Have a good day. Over to country music or sports talk. Um, I, I promise you this is interesting. Brief remember of what she said, Whoopi Goldberg, the other day. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe it's, 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 no, it's about a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Okay, because you, so then it, she got her tied, uh, got herself tied up in knots, and I, I, I don't think it's of really of any, or I didn't think it was any of, of any significance, really. It's, it's, a, it's like a dumb version of talk radio. Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, it's funny. I've I've noticed this every time we've played that clip. I haven't brought it up yet. But when she initially lays out her incomprehensible idiotic take, one of the other cackling hens says, yeah. And then Wookie, Wookie, Whoopi keeps talking. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant to say Whoopi. So Whoopi <laughs> keeps talking. And and the little the, uh, the little uh, hen says, wait, what? No, wait, what? And she tries to retract her. Yeah, because she was just kind of going along with the whoopster because she always does. But she's like, wait, what did you just say? How's that on a character on Saturday Night Live yet? Wookie Goldberg and it's Chewbacca and dreadlocks <laughs> saying nonsensical things with little glasses down on his nose. Well, that's probably a bad <laughs> idea. Whoopi Goldberg's actual name is Karen Johnson. I did not know that. And she was that, I think, up until adulthood. She was a performance artist, young person, and decided to go as Whoopi Goldberg. She claims the Whoopi came from the fact that she would toot on stage a lot. Like flatulence? Like a Whoopi cushion. Yeah. What? She said right. something. I, I saw some interview. It's just... About fart, when fart you're on primary. When you're on stage, sometimes you can't hold it. And I used to, uh, you know, okay, whatever. But anyway... Whoopi, and then the Goldberg thing, she's had various answers, because that's a traditionally Jewish name, if you don't know that. Um, why she adopted that, she's had different answers to different interviewers over the years. Whoopi Goldberg, unfortunately, has been in my life and your life for mm. many decades. I know. Astonishingly enough. But she has been asked at various times about the Goldberg, and she claimed she was Jewish, then she claimed she was Jewish but not practicing or... Then she did an Ancestry.com sort of thing, and there's no Jewish background in her life, but she says her grandmother says she was, so she believed it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's possible that she went with Goldberg to try to get some sort of advantage of being seen as Jewish. That's certainly possible. So Karen Johnson, the other day, claiming that the uh, Holocaust wasn't racism because they're people of the same skin color, more or less, which... I was listening to a Jewish podcast yesterday, and they said there are Jews of all different colors. Of course, there are. Um, you know, go to the Middle East, look around. So that's and Jews have been persecuted for thousands of years. I mean, what an idiotic take! 
But well, I understand where she where she was going. But I'll let you uh, lead us there. But to get into the uh, yeah the interesting part of what might be going on here is an ongoing movement to make racism only be about skin color. The only kind of racism that there can be is skin color, and particularly black people. That's what racism is. And white supremacy is about keeping black people down, not Hispanics, Jews, Asians, anybody else. And there seems to be a movement that, and I don't know if Whoopi Goldberg like has signed on to that or just caught the wind blowing that direction. Here's an interesting one. The ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, Fighting Hate for Good, which has been standing up for everything that is anti-Semitism for decades and decades and decades. That's their thing. They got a new guy running the place named Greenblatt, and they changed the definition of racism on their own website. So up until just recently, the definition of racism on their website was... Racism is the belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another and that a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her inborn biological characteristics. That's dead on my definition of racism. Solid. Yep. They changed it recently to this. Racism, the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. Oh, so racism only occurs if it's privileging white people. It can only go one direction. Wow, there can only be one group discriminated against, black people, and there can only be one discriminator, white people. So a lot of people in the Jewish community of punditry were very unhappy to see that. Oh, yeah. From the ADL. So did Whoopi knowingly, I'm guessing unknowingly, kind of is participating in this movement to make racism only th- a black thing. Oh, yeah, that's that's absolutely an aspect of the Black Lives Matter thing, the utterly corrupt group Black Lives Matter. More on that to come later today or tomorrow. Um, and, and the critical race theory thing. The Practically the entirety of uh, academia is pitching that same idea. The only racism is white racism. And so Whoopi was trying to explain incoherently that no, the the Holocaust couldn't have been about racism because it wasn't against black people. Yeah. Wonder well her thinking that whatever. But um the fact that the ADL changed their definition definitely means something. Yeah, we got a couple of emails saying they changed it back. Oh, yeah, yeah, that just yesterday. That happened yesterday after a tremendous amount of public pressure. But that doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, pretty clearly, it was there for weeks. There was intent there. Oh, yeah. Intent does matter. And there was an intention to, to change the definition of racism. They came under so much public pressure in just the last 48 hours that they did change it back but something's going on Uh, it's insidious that there are powerful groups and uh, your local college and high school and and the rest of it all teaching this stuff that's insidious the fact that the adl would incorporate it is just bizarre right i I can't figure out what's going on there unless the guy just wants you know uh, uh your your woke dollars to flow in your uh blm dollars or or something i don't know yeah, intersectionality. I can't figure out why they would do that. Intersectionality is very complicated. The who's above who and who's below who and who gains from this is is a complicated thing. Yeah, yeah. These are weird times, man. Speaking of race, Joe Biden 
putting the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Uh, he had an opportunity to do that years ago and stopped it. Have you heard this story? Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. I don't know if you've been taking in any ESPN, but they are like wall-to-wall on Tom Brady. Tom Brady is clearly, according to ESPN, kind of a combination of Jesus, Abraham Lincoln, and Justin Timberlake. In terms of his greatness and popularity. And his importance to mankind. So they just had this stat up. So he played 22 years, ten played in 10 Super Bowls. He played in roughly a Super Bowl every other year in a 22-year career. That's just not even possible. Oh, no. It's unimaginable for every other fan base in America. As the starting quarterback, too. You'd think if that stat ever happened, it'd be, you know, a kicker or something that happened to be on a team. Not the starting quarterback for all those. Right. Um, this is an extraordinary story. From Mark Thiessen of the Washington Post, Biden blocked the first black woman from the Supreme Court. So we're hearing a lot of talk recently, and I buy into it that we we should have had already uh, a black woman on the Supreme Court. The fact that there hasn't been one is, is, is definitely not good. There was an opportunity to have a black woman on the Supreme Court quite a while back. George W. Bush wanted to have Janice Rogers Brown on the Supreme Court. Um... She was highly qualified, having served for seven years as an associate justice of the California Supreme Court. and her Highly, s- highly respected, too. The first black woman to do so. And her story is the exact sort of thing you would want out of the first black woman on the Supreme Court. It's an amazing story. The first black woman, or, uh, so, sorry, she was the daughter and granddaughter of sharecroppers, grew up in rural Alabama during the dark days of segregation when her family refused to enter restaurants or theaters with separate entrances for black customers. She rose from poverty, put herself through college and UCLA law school as a working single mother, a mom at the time. She was a self-made African-American legal star, but she was an outspoken conservative. So Biden, who was the chair of the Judiciary Committee at the time, set out to destroy her. So, going back in time, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman on the Supreme Court, announced she was retiring while Bush was president. Brown was on George Bush's shortlist to replace her. She would have been the first black woman ever nominated to serve as an associate justice of the Supreme Court. But Joe Biden went on CBS's Face the Nation to warn that if Bush nominated Brown, she would face a filibuster. I can assure you that would be a very, very, very difficult fight, and she probably would be filibustered. Joe Biden told the nation... On Face the Nation. There had never been a successful filibuster of a nominee for an associate justice in the history of the Republic. So the Senate had never done that to try to stop somebody from being a nominee. Biden wanted to make a black woman the first. Uh, Biden wanted to make a black woman the first in history to have a nomination killed by a filibuster. Uh, the Bush team decided, well, we're not going to be able to get her through. So they named Samuel A. Alito Jr., who ended up being on the court. So today, if you'll remember, Joe Biden refers to the filibuster as a relic of the Jim Crow era. Wait a minute now. He wants to do away with the filibuster because it's Jim Crow. And as Mark Thiessen writes, 
But he threatened to use that Jim Crow era relic as a tool to keep a black woman who actually lived under Jim Crow off the highest court in the land. The irony is that now he wants to get rid of the filibuster and claim credit for putting the first black woman on the court. That's brutal. That is, I wish everybody in America had heard that story. You know, I was thinking about it earlier. <clears throat> Sam Alito is no liberal. I mean, so the the black gal, uh, uh, Justice uh, Rogers Brown, is no go. But Alito was okay. And so I was trying to noodle through why that might be. And it's got to be, or at least I think it is, that if the Republicans raise to the bench a strong, independent, brilliant mm. black woman, that would have begun the eroding that we're seeing now of knee-jerk black support for Democrats. Certainly would have hurt their hold on uh, you know, having the black vote as a guaranteed vote. And hold on a guaranteed vote is a really good way to put it. It's one of the most enormous frauds, political frauds ever per- perpetrated, in my mind, getting black people to reflect- reflexively vote Democrat over and over again. But shows you wow. how little most people pay attention to this stuff. Because if you're paying attention, I mean, that's just outlandish. Yeah. Biden has no principles. I think the whole nice, decent guy thing is just a lie. That's a heck of a thing. That is a heck of a thing. Um, think about Kep- that when you hear more rhetoric as we get closer to him actually uh, you know, naming the person and talking about how important it is. Kept that gal off the bench. For no reason, maybe, other than the fact that she was black. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What do you give today's show on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm the last guy to ask. I don't know. I'm thinking the information's a nine, the delivery was a seven. I'm giving it like an eight. Just yeah. speaking for myself. Yeah, great inflation. Really. <laughs> we got this text, maddening. This is actually from a week ago, I think. But uh, Jack was right in his prediction weeks ago about panic shutdowns again. That was when we saw the Omicron covering uh, coming. God, mm-hmm. I went to the bank the other day, two days ago. I had to go to the bank. And I don't have much time before I leave work and I got to get to pick up my kid from school. So I have a tight schedule. Um, I got to stop at the bank and get some money and it's closed. The, the bank, bank is, is closed. closed the branch that I always go to. So I had to go to another branch. It was way out of the way. Call the school. Say I'm going to be late. Rig has. So I get to the other bank and say, why is the other branch closed? Several of the branches are closed because of the Omicron. They had so many employees that are sick. They don't have enough mm. people to have the place open. Oh. Which is what I was talking about several weeks ago, is that we need to change our rules. Unless you're sick, sick, come to freaking work, because we need to have the doors open. But they actually closed multiple branches of the bank that I do business with. Wow. Closed. Wow. I found that stunning. It's time to move on. Anyway, this person said Jack was right in his prediction weeks ago. Panic shutdowns again. I couldn't go into my wife's first ultrasound because of the Omicold. Oh, God. At least they let us FaceTime so I could see the live surprise that we're having tr- twins. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you've got to keep them out because what if they, well, there's the Omicron and you, uh, well, COVID uh, mm, uh, doesn't make any sense. Just, it's, it's a cult. 
Why do you smear ram's blood on your genitals? Well, that's what the uh, great one told us to do. Doesn't make any freaking sense. Yeah. Yeah, you missed the first ultrasound for COVID. Oh, man. Because she could be there and you couldn't. Even though you obviously, and even she's pregnant, you're spending some time close together. Um, you're together all the time. <laughs> That's you, a good point. You drove there together in the car, almost guaranteed. Right. So if you have it, she's got it. What did you accomplish? It's idiocy writ large. This is this time is too much for me. This is why I drink. I can't take it. Oh, speaking of the COVID, that uh, factors into the first story. In Michael, you ready for this? In uh, Joe takes us round the world. Oh, I love this. Joe takes us round the world. Yes. And I see a spinning globe behind you right now. We're working on the graphics. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first story out of uh, Australia, where they've lost their freaking Aussie minds over the COVID and are acting like idiots. Nearly 95% of adults are vaccinated. The coronavirus is mild. It's the heart of summer in Australia. Um, and the Australian government, after spending two years acting like they're the communist Chinese, clamping down to the point of absurdity, to the point of tragedy, are now telling their people, well, it's time to live with the virus now. I think we ought to get out, go enjoy the pub, spend some money. It's fine now. But many Australians are so freaked out by being told that this was a, a zombie apocalypse for so long that people aren't. They don't know how to resume their, their lives. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing mm. anything. They're not sending their kids Dang to schools. It. They've been scarred. That bodes poorly for my neck of the woods where people have been locked down, locked down so much that maybe the unclenching of the <laughs> backside is going to be slow. Said one physician and professor at an Australian national university, quote, the country went from lockdowns where you can't even have another person visit your house to full pubs, clubs. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. (laughs) When will I see my last mask, I wonder? I don't know. Be a while, I suppose. You know, it's been a while since I've said this. Jack, don't we all wear masks? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, thanks. Uh, So anyway, it's uh, poor Australia. Just nonsensical efforts to control the COVID, which just can't be done. You can selectively uh, protect the most vulnerable pretty uh, pretty effectively. Anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent because I'll jabber on and on uh, about it. But uh, I read a great column the other day about uh, masterminding. We have too many people, especially in government, who think they are masterminds that can run society, run the economy, run COVID. They can control it. Just give them enough power. And they're always wrong, and it always ends badly. But let's not get struck in Australia, Jack, because I'm taking you around the world. Kim Jong-un. How long have I been calling him fathead? He's now thin as can be. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen him, he looks great. He looks like a, a North Korean movie star. Well, he looks great in a still photo. There was a video the other day of him painstakingly wobbling his way down just a, a set of stairs. Really? Why? Not look, well, that's the question. Nobody's quite sure why he's lost so much weight, whether it's mm. disease, health, intention, yeah. or what. The lightest I've been in the last 20 years was when I had cancer. So, uh, yeah, yeah there's it's not that. always a good thing. So anyway, who knew? In North Korea, every year they look forward to the annual propaganda film. 
that the government puts out on what a lovely year has been and how hard the government's trying to make everybody's lives better. And and this aren't you, year, aren't you tired of eating so much? Oh my God, you're well, so this, full. Well, they've got like food problems by North Korean standards right now. The economy's terrible. They have all sorts of problems, and what they're they're showing. Kim Jong-un being skinny, and they're portraying it as he's struggling along with the people. I'm quoting now. His body completely withered away, and he showed his motherly side by greatly suffering and worrying to realize the dreams of the people. Kim Jong-un showed us his fatherly side by doggedly braving snow, rain, and wind while taking on the fate of the nation and people like his own children. So they're portraying him as, yeah, you you don't have enough to eat. Neither does he. He's sacrificing. Oh, okay. He's he won't eat while so, you're struggling. So they finally decided having a fat guy walk out in front of starving people is a bad imaging, bad optics. Yeah, it's not a good. And look a whole fat guy in front of the starving is really bad optics. You either got to yeah. feed them or you need to lose some weight. Yeah, yeah, but um, uh, nobody's sure exactly what's actually happening. So. We have some breaking news. I don't know if you have other corners of the world to get to. Well, we got tomorrow. We do have some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news! Which I was going to read for the... When news breaks, the donkey breaks. This is the first time I've ever read breaking news off my watch. This is exciting. Uh, from the New York Times, the U.S. has exposed what it says is a Russian plan to use a fake video to create a pretext to invade Ukraine, senior officials said. Wow. A fake video. Well, that was around the world. Hmm? It was, actually, hmm? so it fits in. Hmm? Russia. Uh, I wonder what sort of fake video. Oh. Could be anything, actually. Some atrocity being committed by uh, Russian guys wearing Ukrainian uniforms, probably. Something like that. God, I was watching, I think, CBS News last night, and they were there on one of the borders. And they said, right there, you see Ukrainian soldiers patrolling the border. And I thought, are those dudes that are walking back and forth right there, one of these days, a truck just going to roll up and shoot them in the head and drive on in? They have to think about that every day. Entirely possible, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I don't mean to take things too dark, but the history of warfare is pretty damn dark, and I could easily see Putin dressing some guys up in Ukrainian uniforms and and beating some poor innocent to death with the butts of their rifles. You know, some old Russian gal or, or, or children or whatever, and saying, how long can we bear these Ukrainian atrocities and roll it into the country? I like the fact that we have some sort of intel on this stuff. And we're we're getting ahead of him, so he'll think, ah, damn it, they heard about the fake video, you know, where where maybe it takes a lot of the wind out of it. So if 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 this story breaks today, New York Times and everybody talks about it, if a video comes out later this afternoon of something crazy, you know, okay, there's the video we heard about. It won't have near the power that it would have had otherwise. I don't think. Right. It's funny. If the video is the first thing, and then you hear people say, no, 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 that's fake. Right. You might think, well, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But you hear fake in advance, it, it changes the way you look at it. It certainly does, for weird psychological reasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, uh, latest update in transgender swimming news. We could squeeze that in before the end of the show. Jeez. Yeah. I know what you mean. Just when you said that, it seems like that's an odd category of news, but... Granted. I don't know what you mean. We'll finish strong next. 
Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have you seen the new nose masks that somebody's trying to get going? They just cover your nose? No, I've heard of the nasal vaccines that they're trying to get going, but nose masks? Yeah, it's a a full mask, but it's like a two-piece mask, and then you can undo the bottom part, and apparently it's when you're like at a restaurant eating or whatever, so your nose is still covered while your mouth is free. Oh, shut up. (laughs) I am not doing that. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't look, it looks weird. God, I'm so over all this. I know, I know it craziness so a uh, little transgender swimming update and uh, here's your uh, here's your punchline at the beginning when an organization goes from a policy that's so insane and divorced from reality that people around the world just slap their heads at it if they go halfway towards sanity and still have a policy that's indefensible but slightly better do you have to praise that, or, or, or do you just say you people are still out of your minds? Here's what's going on. The, uh, you know, the handful of transgender woman athletes in college sports like this, Leah Thomas at uh, Pennsylvania University, whooping up on all the girls in the pool. She was a college swimmer, biological male, until just recently, a couple years ago, a year ago, whatever it was, and is setting records and just beating people by a mile. And the rest of it, it is an absurdity. Competitors are angry or teammates are angry. Nobody thinks this is reasonable except for college administrators and the NCAA because they're so, I don't know, duct-taped and held hostage by the the woke police, I guess. Anyway, the uh, USA, uh, what is this organization? USA Swimming has updated their operating policy manual on its website. Organization later issued a press release on the issue that said, among other things, while recognizing the need for the aforementioned guidelines in elite competition, sport is an important vehicle for positive physical and mental health. And for this reason, USA Swimming remains steadfast in its continued commitment to greater inclusivity at the non-elite levels. In order to balance these two priorities, specific guidelines have been developed for both non-elite and elite athletes in elite events. At the non-elite level, an inclusive process has been established by which an athlete can elect to change their competition category, I was a dude, now I'm a gal, in order for them to experience the sport of swimming in a manner that is consistent with their gender identity and expression. On the other hand, and this is the finally coming back to sanity, At the elite level, a policy has been created for transgender athlete participation in the U.S. that relies on science and medical evidence-based methods. Oh, wow, how lovely. To provide a level playing field for elite cisgender women. That's real girls, biological women. And to mitigate the advantages associated with male puberty and physiology. Elite athletes shall include any athlete, blah, blah, blah. So... I was a freaking poli-sci major, all right? I've known for years that male puberty 
greater skeleton size, bone density, muscle mass, larger lungs, larger heart, circulatory system in general, etc., etc. All those things grant an enormous advantage to somebody who is a biological male and is now identifying as a female, no matter the state of their genitals or or if they're taking hormones or whatever. I mean, it is self-evident and everybody knows it. But somehow these sports organizations manage to ignore it. So, so how do you read this? Is this... Well, what they're finally saying is at the elite competitive level, we're going to uh, recognize that gigantic, hulking former dudes have an advantage over biological women. Well, so is the uh, she not going to be able to swim anymore? That's an interesting question. This is USA Swimming. I don't know how much control they have over the NCAA or what. Um, and how these uh, organizations overlap. I just, I'm not an expert in that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because one of the couple of folks who alerted us to this was a parent of some junior swimmers who are like, yeah, well, I appreciate that at the elite level because it gets more attention, but we're still getting whooped here at the not elite level as we're trying to build toward the elite level. And we're supposed to report uh, finishes and stuff to college coaches. So anyway, they've, they've succumbed to, the USA Swimming has succumbed to the power of logic and all reasonableness, but only at the point of elite swimming. Now, at some like super casual club level, bunch of 12 year old swimming, if some boy identifies as a girl or whatever, I don't know what to do about that, honestly. I don't know. But at the elite level, finally, some sanity, I think. Well, uh, huh. Imagine that. We're going to depend on a medical panel to say, well, that former dude is giant, and everything from his muscles to his heart is bigger than any woman in the pool. So, yeah, we think he has an advantage. Well, that's enlightening. I mean, that's that's a real leap forward, USA Swimming. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to sanity. Back at the upcoming Super Bowl, where we, as we've mentioned, they've decided for the Super Bowl, as opposed to the NFC Championship game the other day, same stadium, uh, same county, same COVID, they are going to enforce the mask mandate. Officials are warning fans not to try and find a way around the mask mandate at the Super Bowl. Yes, do it. Try to enforce it and watch tens of thousands ignore it. Hurry up and eat fast, they're saying. They're not going to allow people to claim they're eating and just sit there with their masks off. This is going to be a big moment in resisting these idiotic mandates. I think it is. They got my Shagidia. They're going to give me what they got. This drill of fire work is not over. It's time for final thoughts. Like it. That's good stuff, That's except fantastic. they refer to us as E.D. and low T. What's that about? <laughs> what? <laughs> which one's which? Let's get our host uh, now for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, our technical director, pressing the buttons, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, for years, uh, the Olympics has been really big in my household, and I'm not sure I'm going to watch the opening ceremonies tomorrow night. Yeah. If so I, I'm trying if, to decide. If I watch it, it's going to be for news reasons, not because I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, has a final thought. Alex? You know, uh, I'm about a month away from my bachelor party. I'm getting married this year, and I'm having a really hard time sitting at my desk focusing, not looking at the golf course I'm playing in a oh, month. awesome. So, cool. sorry. Mm-hmm. Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, uh, I've had a couple of these instances lately where I'm going to a business and their website is horrible, like unusable. If you sell anything through your website, 
and it doesn't work, there is nothing you're doing today that is more important than fixing that. You're committing business suicide. What are you doing? I'm constantly amazed at that. Whatever you're doing right now, put it aside. Fix your website. It's the most important thing you can do for crying out loud. Well, and I like websites that were clearly designed by really, really capable tech heads who don't look at them the same way normal people do. I don't know where the drop-down menu blah, blah, blah is. Right. Just make it obvious. Uh, anyway, my uh, my final thought has to do with a couple of the so-called scandals going on, uh, the p- weird puritanical pornographic world we're in. Don't try to ruin people for being wrong. Explain why they're wrong. Let them say, you know what, you're right, I'm sorry, and let's move on with our lives. Cut it out, you bunch of fundamentalist lunatics. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work day. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you miss a chunk of the show, you can grab it Armstrong and Getty on demand. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you got something we ought to be talking about, send it along. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, guys. Armstrong and Getty. What the freak are you even talking about? Uh... Okay. Screw it. I'm leaving. <laughs> Don't mess with me, poor chap. Point of personal privilege. It's a little too much docky dog. Well, that bad at Kev Care. Do you understand? I cannot understand the word you're saying. Come on. So let's go out with a bang. And I, when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath and I put it here and people could see that. Whatever. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.